Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's a very special episode. It's a very special episode just for you, the listener. We're going to talk about grown-up stuff like they do on TV. (laughs) This very special episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love makes the good bras. They make the bras bras. that that fit you just right, and they keep all the stuff where it's supposed to be, where you want it to be. And they help you figure out all that stuff. And they're great. You've heard us talk about Third Love a lot. Yeah. We are very fortunate that they approached us and they said, you have the best podcast and we have the best bras and let's work together to put something magical into the world. And we yes. said, okay. Yeah. And here we are. So uh, we we sort of took the idea of love and ran with it. And we get a lot of people saying, Griffin, Rachel, you have the most pure love that anyone's <laughs> had on the planet. It's greater than... Jack and Rose, it's greater than, you know, Brangelina. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the only <laughs> two that I can think of. It's been about 20 years since you've had any access to television. To the, to the media, yeah. <laughs> um, and so people say, what's your romance secret? And we say, we haven't done we haven't done dated in a very long time. No, so we true. don't really know how what's going on out there even. So we have tapped a very special romance correspondent mm-hmm. uh our our friend fellow podcaster and uh master of it says here on her portfolio master of love uh anna roach welcome to the show anna roach hello what an intro yeah <laughs> um i'm so happy that you're here we've been wanting to get you on the show for um for quite some time um we've never had a guest before but when we thought let's have a guest we thought number one Anna. Anna Roach. I sprang to mind. I appreciate that mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Anna, you you come to us and our friend group, I feel like, with some of the choicest nugs when it comes to <laughs> um, dating and finding 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 romance out on the high seas. Yes. Um, and I guess we're we're just here to kind of find out what's going on out there. What's the scene like? What's the scene like in, you know, without the the weight of COVID hanging over it, but also what's that all about? Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you what's the secret? Well, huh? and and before you begin, I want to give you a an intro a little bit, uh, and just say Anna has been our friend for uh, I mean, my friend for over ten years. And oh, so it's gonna. Oh, so it's gonna be like that. <laughs> Anna, it is a, did, it's a friend competition. Always. If we, if we did split up, Anna, me and me and Rachel, and that would never ever happen. <laughs> wow. Who, you, who oh, do you think no. you would take phone calls from? You, don't you know, have to I actually this. I anticipated this question. Um, okay. I've been thinking about this a lot. I Griffin, you know, I love you dearly, but I am gonna have to go with Rachel. Yeah, she saw you first. That's yeah. all. There, that's it's all there just is. How it is. That's it's just true. how it is. We share a love of poetry. Um, yes. It would have to be Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you recently started your own uh, podcast uh, yes, with a couple I of did. your friends called Stab in the Back. Stab in the Back. We decided, you know, there's a real void in the world of podcasting when it comes to true crime. Right. Um, <laughs> we, we thought we really needed to help fill that void. So we took our love of campy television and decided to use that as a method to record and hear well. ourselves speak on it. Um, well, I mean, knives out, you know, it's, uh, now we, now we're, now we're competitors for people's mind share. (laughs) And I don't even know that you thought about that. I don't know how much audience overlap there is, but probably more than we'd realize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, it's, it could be interesting. We'll have to see. 
it's a it's a delightful show, even uh, for someone like myself who doesn't care for hearing about murders. <laughs> uh, so that's really saying something. Thank Anna, you. you you were um, Rachel and I got together in 2011, and I feel yes. like a lot of developments in dating technology came about since then. And I remember very distinctly you sort of showing us t- like Tinder. Like when that when that had just kind of started, so I think that's why you sprung to mind for for this very special episode. Can you talk a little bit about your sort of experience out there in the in the field? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like what you said earlier about navigating the high seas is accurate. Um, it's a very rocky ocean. I do consider myself a captain of sorts. Right. Um, it has been quite the journey. I feel like you know. I've done some really hard work in this area because online dating is always tricky. The past year has been especially so. I think that the apps are pretty horrible. Um, There's a lot going on there that you have to navigate through all the time. One thing that I would recommend to everyone just hearing this right off the bat is that before you enter into that, you need to know romance as it's been sold to us is a little bit of a scam. Ooh, well, as, as, wow, as salespeople (laughs) for that romance, um, that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, Now, tell me how you came to this realization, I guess, is what I want to know. I think the culture around online dating, the culture around dating is really, you know, from a very young age, and Rachel, you might identify with this as a woman, I felt like I was told from a very young age that the one is out there for me. He's waiting for me. I just have to find him. And so with apps, I felt like that it became this mission where the one is just a swipe away. You know, yeah. I'm going to find him. He's he's one swipe away. Just keep going. That's, and, by the way, that is, a, I don't know if that is a tagline that dating apps have used before, <laughs> but the one is just a swipe away is pretty powerful. I mean, there it is, right? And I just feel like that I've really had to change my entire mindset about how I approach that because you may in fact find a really successful relationship through those apps, but it's okay if it's not a forever situation. It's okay if it's not the one, you know, you might have several ones throughout the course of this journey. And I think it's okay if you modify looking at this journey a little bit instead of such a long-term situation, it's okay maybe if I find a really healthy, happy, short-term situation, right? That, I'm not so focused on the outcome anymore. It it seems like from the outside looking in that these dating app platforms have occasionally like strong starts where they are actually useful in some way. And then they are slowly but surely eroded away by just real, usually a, usually an influx of jagoffs who render the, the <laughs> who so thoroughly seed the field with their with their awful, awful ways. Uh, like yes. you say, you saying that, I remember when everybody was up at, uh, all about Bumble for a bit because Bumble was, I've, something was different about Bumble. It puts the agency in the, in the woman's corner. The woman, that's okay. right. The woman mm-hmm. has to reach out. So you, when you're swiping and you match with someone, the woman has to initiate contact within 24 okay. hours or that match goes away. So it's a little bit, you know, Bumble is interesting because you do have to, work at it a little bit more than a traditional app like a Tinder where you're just maybe or an OkCupid where you're getting a lot of contact all the time. You know, the messages are 
at least in my case, they're flowing. uh yeah i i to go back to the first time that you showed us tinder i didn't know which way swiping swiping left means you don't want them swiping right means you do like that is correct okay i got those i did have those mixed up and did a switcheroo (laughs) the first time you showed me the app and i may have hooked you up with a gentleman who (laughs) and i'm not here to yuck any yums but his yucks were yucky (laughs) and he was putting it out there i do have to say we gotta we've got to put some respect on this guy's name because he's a legend i feel like in our friend group at this point absolutely Um, he put himself fully out there. He was not trying to be secretive about what he wanted and what he no. was looking for, which you have to respect. And and what he wanted was your toenails. Needed them. Gotta have them. <laughs> for he, what purposes? Fact, yeah, well, he was a toenail clipper, I believe enthusiast is the word he yes. used. And I don't want to invoke that word. I know that's a sacred word here on Wonderful, but <laughs> yeah. um, that is the language that he used. Yeah. So can I ask before we get too into the apps, um, did you do like the the real like original like match.com eHarmony OKCupid scene yeah, as how well? How deep in the game are you? I have. I've kind of done everything. I've I've paid for things <laughs> through the years. I've done uh-huh. paid subscriptions. I've done three month chunks because I just couldn't bring myself to do longer than that in some cases. Um, I have done OKCupid. I've I will say I have had many successful dates. I don't want to paint this like it's been a terrible journey the entire way. I have met some really nice people. I have had some really nice outings, but it just wasn't a romantic love connection for me most hmm. of the time. We would we would go out. I'd even had more than one date with some of these people, but ultimately I have never found a actual relationship through an app. Hmm. Do yeah. you like were you have you been impressed, I guess, by both the beginning and the evolution of the match technology? Like, are you thinking like, hey, they're really honing this science? Or is it like been pretty much the same? Like, can you like when you match yeah. with somebody? Are you like, this is impressive? Or are you like, oh, we both, you know, put Frasier in our bio? And that's why they matched us. <laughs> Why would you assume I have phrased that in my bio, Extremely reductive. You know, come on. I do want to say that I think sometimes um, it is spot on. Sometimes I get the feeling that people are being hidden from me purposefully because they want me to pay. So I do think there's a little bit of like, you know, there's different apps have different ways that you do this, but you can buy like roses on Hinge. And it'll Whoa. give you like a chance to like offer a rose to someone and like, you know, really show that you extra like Wait, them, which I've Yeah. <laughs> digi digi roses? Like Yes, or digi real roses. Rose? Okay, they're not real roses that like go to their apartment. It's like <laughs> Oh, I wish. Gosh, an emoji, that would be so nice. An emoji rose that you have to pay for? Yes, you have to pay for it. And it's like a super like. Um, so you really are communicating that wow. you like that person a lot. It, I don't know what the response rate is on that for people. I've never received a rose, so I don't know if people are just mortified to pass out roses. <laughs> or yeah, it's a, you the, know. Mes- the message of I love you so much that I paid this company, you know, a buck ninety nine, right, to be able to really put some put some stink behind it. I don't know about you, but I love when somebody says I'm in love with you, but I've never met you. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to hear. That's a strong play. It's it's, it's from some of the stories you've told us. It's uh, there's also and quite 
quite frequently, and I assume this is this is I mean this is pretty universal. Uh, the problem hasn't been that the people that you've been matched up with have been, you know, complete jerks all the time. Sometimes it is a you know, a lack of compatibility that maybe they don't pick up on and they go way too hard in the paint, like way too fast. That is something that I run into quite frequently. And I think just the culture around app dating adds to this. I feel like that, you know, I've even shared with you two before we've had this conversation about sort of a fantasy being created that I don't have anything to do with, right? So they see my profile and I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. My profiles are top notch. Of course. Um, And, you know, I put a lot of work into the profile. Like I, I really try to be, you know, funny, but also kind of lend it to question asking so that there's things they could ask me about to get a conversation rolling. But I've noticed that we might be compatible, we might be vibing off of these shared interests that I've kind of tried to present through my profile and my bio. And it just feels like sometimes they start to run with it a little bit too hard. And mm. I don't have any role in the in the fantasy, you know, that's sort of being created around what's happening. And I can say this, y'all, because I did that too at one point. Right. You know, like I'm very familiar with how that feels. Yeah, I look back, I, I did online dating for uh, half a year, maybe less than that when I was living in Chicago. Uh, and I did, I did match an okay Cupid, which were kind of the only games in town back then. This would have been like 2010, uh, and match you had to pay for okay. Cupid was free. So okay. Cupid was very much the wild west. And I was always too <laughs> scared of it to like find a date on there. But I remember like having a, a a couple of dates with someone at, and at the end of the second date being like, that was really kind of weird and uncomfortable. And then I was like, wait a minute. I think it's because I was like trying to like push it, trying to treat it mm. like a, like a relationship yeah. thing. Even if, and that's clearly like looking back, clearly not what it is. I just think that's a very easy mistake to make, especially yeah. if, I don't know, there's circumstances where maybe you're just out of a long relationship and you don't like, you just don't yes. know what the, what the, what the normal is. And that's happened to me where I, I hopped back online after a relationship ended and you're so desperately wanting to feel that feeling of having that true intimacy with someone that you will, you'll force it, you'll push it. And it's not, it's not right. It's too early. Um, So I've definitely been on both ends of that. And I feel like lately, especially during COVID dating, um, you know, it's hard to date during a panini. (laughs) And I've definitely tried to be more aware of, how a fantasy could be created and how to step back from that a little bit when I see that happening. Yeah, because I mean, you can already write that like origin story. I feel like it would be such a temptation every time of like, yeah, oh gosh, well, how did I meet? How did I meet my husband? Well, there was a pandemic. uh, And he wrote on his profile that he really liked Fruit Loops. And that had been all I was eating during. And so I just thought, well, I don't know, let's Let's see how this goes. And here we are today, 10 years later. Right. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so intoxicating, right? To think like we could have this really wonderful story of how we met yeah. and we could, we could bypass like the horrific pieces of this app and we could find each other. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's really lovely to think about, but I think that it's been really tough to 
peel back from realizing that what you put out there in your profile and your bio and when you feel like you're really vibing with someone, it's so exciting, but that isn't real intimacy yet. You know, you're not vibing with real intimacy just because you both like this one picture of a monkey, right? right. <laughs> like you, you have to you have to go deeper and that takes a lot of time, you know, that takes a lot of time and a lot of work. And it's harder to get there when you have sort of uh, shot the cannon indoors, so to speak, from like date one, laying it on a little bit too, uh, a little, a little bit too thick. So it can be a real, a real problem when you find somebody, but it just doesn't fit right. And if only there was a way to have like a perfect fit finder quiz <laughs> for a human being, but that doesn't exist, but it does exist for bras. And from what I understand, bras can really act up and be real stinkers sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, so third, third Love takes out some of the guesswork uh, and makes it so that you don't have to stick with a bad bra. You know, I think when we are we are shopping for ourselves, we don't always kind of know what actual size we are, mm -hmm. you know, and that obviously changes all the time. And Third Love has kind of put together what they call a virtual fitting room that helps you address some of those issues. Uh, they, you call, you said issues. You omitted the copy right here where they have written the words. <laughs> problems. The, your problems. And that's that's super strong. I can't believe you, you robbed Anna of that experience of hearing that word said out loud. Uh, so the Third Love's virtual fitting room is here to solve all of your problems. <laughs> it's, see, it's totally natural and it feels totally good. Uh, you can address any fit issues you're having, uh, any concerns you have about size or shape and your personal style, and they will deliver you uh, bra and underwear recommendations that are perfect for you. I mean, you can't get any better than that. I want that for every facet of life. That's true. Like, I'm glad it starts here. You know, it's got to start somewhere. But just, you know, fit, fit find my... You know, what What ply toilet paper am I supposed to be using? Oh, I don't know. That's great. I don't know how you do a fit find quiz for that. But Third Love has the technology and they're going to mm -hmm. fix everything. Mm -hmm. How can our listeners join the Third Love family and get great savings because they're listening to this show? Uh, Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they are offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash wonderful now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash wonderful for 20% off today. And I want to talk more about uh, uh, love in the time of, of uh, COVID, duh. Um, but <laughs> I, see what, I see what you did there. I want to. I wanted to circle back because I, I genuinely think this is a this is a, a topic around dating that people don't talk about a lot. What? How? What are the best practices? Do you think for avoiding that coming on too strong vibe? Because I, 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 it's such a it's such a shitty thing to be like enthusiastic about somebody and have that be the reason that you kind of spoil it. Uh, and I, I, I don't think I was online dating long enough or really genuinely dating long enough to kind of know how to temper that appropriately, if that makes sense. It does. And, and I think there's a lot of 
side work that is important to do first and to really know exactly what you are looking for before you enter into this scene. So you need to really be, I think, kind of comfortable with, am I looking for a long-term relationship? Am I looking to casually date? And if a long-term relationship falls in my lap, let's roll with it. Am I looking to just maybe have some hookups? You know, kind of knowing what you're looking for is going to help with that a lot because then you're going to be able to make sure both of you are communicating boundaries and sticking to boundaries a lot better. One of the things I always look for is if somebody is willing to communicate with me kind of how they like to be communicated with. You know, like I work all day. I'm available to text or FaceTime starting at da-da-da time, right, at 5 p.m., Because then I know, like, they're not ignoring me. They actually have a life, right? Like, this is, I think it's really kind and helpful to communicate with somebody right away, like, kind of what my life and communication can be. It really eliminates a lot of that stress and worry about, like, am I communicating too much? Am I laying it on too thick? You know, like, just kind of let somebody know, like, here's what my life looks like. How can we work together to talk? You know? well, and something you said, too, that I think really resonated was this idea that they are super invested before you have really given them anything to invest into and how that's always kind of a warning sign of like, you're really into this and you do not know me. Like, clearly, this is a fantasy that you are putting together that I'm not even involved with, you know, so it's like getting those those sincere questions and curiosity like at the front before you start deciding that this is an incredible thing, you know? And it's been really hard with COVID because there's an element that's been kind of exciting with dating in COVID because you're sort of doing this like old timey courting that really like kind of went away. And it was just sort of like, um, I matched with you, let's meet up tomorrow. Maybe we hook up, maybe we don't, whatever. But there's always this like possibility to meet quickly. In COVID, you can't do that. I mean, if you're being safe and you're really trying to practice protocol, you're probably not going to be meeting the very next day, right? Hmm. There's going to be more talking. There's going to be more FaceTiming, maybe a Zoom date. You're going to have a longer time span before you ever see this person in the flesh. And that's a really unique opportunity. But I do think that it, the kind of flip side of it, that it's escalated for people. Right. It's like become this like, oh, I met this great person. I don't want to be alone. Like COVID has highlighted, at least for me, like we really want human connection. We want to be connected so badly. And that's okay. All humans want that. But I feel like because we've been alone, if you're single in this pandemic, you're really single. Just like if you're partnered, like you're really partnered. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's really highlighted like I am single, like I'm alone and you want someone to have through this. Like, you know, it really fuels that for people. And so I think it's been great to have more time to build, but the flip side has been a little bit dangerous because it's like let's get married and we've never even met (laughs) well and have you figured out the flip side of this so one thing you had mentioned to us was that you've been ghosted or like unmatched a lot more than typical and and i feel like that is definitely related to the pandemic although i can't really figure out how or why have you figured that out I have given this some thought and, you know, ghosting used to really just send me into like a secret garden, Colin in the bed, drapes are closed. (laughs) Like when I, 
when I would get ghosted, I was like, I can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to function for weeks. But I've really, you know, taken a turn on ghosting because I feel like, especially in COVID, there is so much going on for every single person. We've all experienced this like collective depression, anxiety, grief over this past year. And it can have so much to do with what that person is experiencing. They could have Mm. social anxiety about reentering the world, you know, like thinking of going to a restaurant and just seeing a person physically could send them into a spiral and it, it could have nothing to do with me. And so I have to remember sometimes that, when I'm ghosted, it very rarely is me personally. It, it has something to do with whatever's going on with that person. And that just helps me sort of remove myself from it a little bit. Now, that is that is a really good point. Like, because you are, you're constantly like, I am weighing, like, should I get a haircut or not? There are certain risks associated with yes. it. I can't imagine, like, should I start dating this person or not? Yeah. Like, knowing that, like, before you're going to have any chance of intimacy, like you're both going to need to be tested. Yeah. You know, like that Absolutely. in itself is like a huge barrier. And, you know, if people aren't willing to have that frank conversation with me about how they have lived during the time of COVID, then it's a kind of a, a deal breaker yeah. for me right now. So, you know, I need to know that you wear masks, that you believe in masks, that you're safe. Um you know, that you still care about practicing social distancing and things like that. Otherwise, it's a no-go for me. Is that going to get cloudier? As Because there's not going to be a, and this is, I think, abundantly clear at this point, there's not going to be a day, there's not going to be a ball drop to we don't have to social distance and wear masks anymore. You know what I mean? It's, it is mm-hmm. going to be, it is, it is becoming a personal uh, decision, which don't get me, don't get it twisted. You should absolutely still be wearing a mask and social distancing. But will people continue to be sort of, you know, forward at all with that stuff on dating apps when it's sort of more of a question mark in general? Are are you wearing a mask right That'll now? That'll be interesting if like one of your yeah. profile pics is like your vaccine card. So it's like you and a dog, you know, like you yeah. on on hiking you on a, a mountain a fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then here's my vaccine card with both my doses on it. It's really funny that you mentioned that because I've actually seen a few bios lately that have I'm vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated <laughs> in their in their profile. They are saying it. So, you know, I think that. When this started, we all started it together, right? Like the lockdown started, we all went into this at the same time. And now people are vaccinated. Some people are fully vaccinated. We're all coming out of it at a different time. So it's going to be really interesting to see how we reemerge because we're all on different levels of it, you know? Yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you think, and we're getting into full-blown prognostication at this point, but like, (laughs) obviously the the entire system of of dating has changed during covid but i also you know the optimist in me hopes that civilization changes a little bit coming out of covid and i wonder how that will affect the world of dating like is there going to be a sort of bacchanalian period where everyone's just like getting it or is it going to be more of a slow burn than that You know, it's so it's interesting because I do feel like if you look at history, right, like after Spanish flu of 1918, like we had the roaring 20s, people were out there, we had great Gatsby life. 
I could see, I could see a little bit of that taking place where there's this excitement to be able to meet up, to not be scared to meet up. But I also feel very hopeful that this time spent alone and this time spent for people that are single, like spent in solitude, really thinking about what you want out of this. You know, it's it's a lot harder, like I was saying before, just to go meet up with someone. So right. I've had to really consider, like, is this something that is going to work for me? I have to think about it, like, what are they actually bringing to me that feels exciting? Instead of, like, me always being so worried about how I'm coming across, you know? Like, I do right. feel that has shifted for me during COVID. Like, thinking, is this going to be worth it? Is this going to be worth my time? If I'm going to get out in the middle of a panorama, am I excited about it, you know, sure. do I want to go on a date? It's not just like, oh, I have to date. I have to go out. It's a Friday night. So I do think that people hopefully have taken this period to be a little bit reflective and maybe being alone during this period, people have done some work and it's going to be really interesting to see how we emerge from that. I'm kind of yeah. excited. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we've seen you make that choice before where it's like somebody that you're not particularly excited about and maybe in a different circumstance you would have gone out with, but you've decided kind of, no, you know what? Like, I'm not even into this and I know already that I'm not into it. So why would I do this? Right. Well, I mean, there's also an inverse to online dating, which is, and I I think you mentioned something like this at the beginning of 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 this very special episode brought to you by Third Love. Thank you, Third Love is that it's a, it's like something you have to work at, like online dating and knowing how to do it well. It is a social skill with like social norms that are constantly changing. And you need to, it takes some amount of work to know that stuff and behave accordingly and, you know, to, to um, follow the rules and temper your expectations in the way that is healthy in situations like this. Like, and it's the kind of thing that maybe if you are not able to date as much and you're just coming out of a, you know, 20 year marriage or something like that, you're going to be bad at it. Like you're not going to be (laughs) good at it. So hopefully, you know, once the world opens back up, you'll, you'll be able to get that, that experience that you need to, to no longer, um, send 50 texts a day because you don't know any better. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting period. And I, you know, I think that there's a lot said about dating sometimes that, you know, you need to be fully comfortable with yourself. And you need to have done all of this work on yourself before you can love anybody else. And I think there's an element of that that is absolutely true. But I also think that you know, kind of this like Instagram toxic positivity that you see of like, you need to be right with yourself before you can love anyone is kind of a scam too, because Mm, you need to let people around you love you. A lot of the love that we have for ourselves is like defined by, well, first our, our very first caretakers, right? Like if you're, if you have that in your life and if you didn't have that, that's also a journey, but then the people in your life, you know, and you two, especially, I mean, we've had this conversation in the past year where it's like, I don't have a lack of love in my life, you know, and I have to let people that already love me, love me too. And that helps me on my romantic journey in a way, because I know that I'm worth the love. I am lovable. I've got the love. And that kind of helps carry me through it. You know, it helps fuel me through all of the tough spots that I might encounter with some of this. That's that's very nice, Santa. That's very, that's very <laughs> yeah, sweet. it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, y'all y'all being my friends and uh, our connection, that helps me understand that there's 
lots of ways to be loved and carried through. And I just think that it's okay to know what you want. You absolutely think about what you want, what your desires are, what your motives are, but also let let the people around you love you, you know, because that's going to help you a lot too. I, yeah, I think everybody's kind of reevaluating that in in the pandemic. Like we, our group of friends, you know, we've been friends for over a decade now, but we uh, have ha- sort of intermittently had periods where, you know, we hang out a lot and then periods where, you know, we, we drop out a little bit. But we've been having this weekly call for, you know, an hour or two every Wednesday night for the last year. We just had sort of our one year anniversary of doing yeah. these calls. Uh, and it has, I feel like, taught me a little bit more about like what I need from like human connection, like what I what I actually like, uh, what kind of friendships I'm looking for, like what kind of like friendship I want to have yeah. with the people that I, I love in my life. And I think like a lot of people are having that. And it's yeah. it's really interesting. It goes beyond like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? You got to be in one of those two camps. And right. here's a t-shirt that says which one you are on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, there, there's nuance to it that is hard to figure out by yourself. But like, God, if there was ever a time to spend the time to work on it, like, this is it. Like, we're in it right now. You know, invest, invest in your 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 invest in your love Ooh, invest Ooh. in your love very nice oh, you should also invest in your bras <laughs> with third rachel sees me pick up my phone with the coffee points on it, it and she coming. knows that like a dope transition <laughs> is about to uh about to come up no we are uh we're, we're gonna wrap on up here uh but we did just want to say one last time a big thank you to third love they have been sponsors of ours for a very very long time and uh have have really uh, supported us throughout the the run of of wonderful. So yeah, we, and then there are also products that I personally have invested in and continue to use uh, because they're they're perfect. They're top notch. Yeah, they're top flight. Um, yeah. Hey, Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Anna, before we so let much. you go, if you had to give like three things you've learned in the past year from just dating and relationships. I feel like you've probably already said some of these, but you know, just just to summarize. Rachel needs the sound bites. For- <laughs> I can I can do this. I would okay. say number one, practice discernment. Mm. Um, number two, communicate your boundaries. Don't be yeah. afraid to do that, and stick to your boundaries. Um, and number three, hmm, I would say number three. Don't be so worried about the outcome. It's okay sometimes to lean in and let yourself feel the joy of serotonin. Mm. To let your to falling to falling in love. You know that's a wonderful feeling. And don't be so attached to if it's the one. If it's going to be your forever, just let it happen. Let yeah. it be. Let let it be a one. You know. There you go. <laughs> that's right. That helps a lot. It takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. They would change the show, Are You the One, that we've talked about on this program <laughs> dramatically if it was just, Are You a One? And it's like, I like you. I like you too. All right. End of game. <laughs> end of game, end of show. Anna, thank you so much. Uh, everybody, go check out Stab in the Back. Uh, what, what was that Insta, the Insta handle again? It is Stab in the Back Podcast on Instagram. It's a very, it's a very delightful show, even though you do hear about, um, I mean, kills. 
<laughs> there's a little bit there's some kills but we try there's, to present it in the stuff in there too there's some a little cult stuff. Stuff. yeah 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 um we seriously Anna, we've wanted to do a podcast thing with you for a while and i'm glad that that we've finally been able to to have you on the show to uh wring from you every drop of dating expertise <laughs> that you possess and then we're feeding it like a mama bird into the mouths of our listeners or it's my ears, dream come true my dream come true. Thank ours, you so much. I love also. you both so much. We love you too. Love you and too, we love Anna. you listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you, Third Love. And uh, we'll be back at some point with a regular episode, depending on when this baby comes out. It's a wild time, y'all. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.